Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so... Don't leave too soon, I'm gonna teach you stuff No, it won't be tough, gonna go a year till you've had enough It's 365 Today, in 1997, the stock market crashed But it might not be the crash that you're thinking of It wasn't the crash of 1929, duh It wasn't the Great Depression It wasn't the 2008 financial crisis either It's been referred to as a mini crash in the years since because the overall loss in the value of publicly traded companies as a whole was way less than other notable stock market crashes. The crash began overnight in Hong Kong when the Hang Seng Index fell by 6%. From there, the downfall spread through European markets. In London, the index tracking the 100 largest listed companies on the London Stock Exchange fell by 98.9 points. Then it came to the U.S., where the Dow Jones Industrial Average suffered its 18th biggest loss on this day since its inception in 1896. What exactly is the Dow Jones Industrial Average? Great question. It's an index that measures 30 really large mega companies, which a certain group could say is symbolic of the larger American economy. The Dow differs from other larger indexes, like the S&P or Russell, which measure 500 and 3,000 companies, respectively. Investors panicked, and all three of the aforementioned indexes, plus the NASDAQ, in exchange for lots of tech and other companies, fell further throughout the day. At 2.36 p.m., the Dow hit the trading curb wall. What's that, you ask? It's a regulatory mechanism meant to prevent the stock market from crashing. It's supposed to help the markets be protected from either speculative gains or massive losses in a short time frame. This causes a circuit breaker drop wherein the circuit break pauses trading for a specified amount of time so that the information can be analyzed instead of spiraling out of control and causing investors to make rash decisions. The circuit breakers were a new implementation at the time, and it was the first time that they'd been enacted. The New York Stock Exchange ended up closing early in a controversial move. The Dow had dropped 554 points. Despite the drama surrounding this early closure and large market drop, the markets are covered by the end of the year. But some economists do consider it to be the beginning of the end of the economic boom that happened in the 90s, preceding the later financial crash of 2008. This mini-crash fed into the urban lore that October as a month is the serial killer of stocks. Makes sense, I guess. Halloween for stocks? Let's pause for a minute, though. Do any of us really understand stocks? Are they real? I don't know for sure. Individual stocks are shares in a company. If a company is publicly traded, meaning it's available to buy from another person using an exchange, then anyone can buy them, and as the company goes up or down in value, the stocks follow suit. 
The stock market, therefore, is a way to track the health of stocks writ large, or the economy as a whole, versus the individual or bulk stocks that a person or corporation purchases of a specific company. The market takes averages of many different stocks depending on which index is being used, like the Dow, the S&P, or Russell, and uses that to determine how the economy is doing. Every day, stockbrokers buy and sell stocks for clients. You can think of it like a giant marketplace. People purchase stocks in new companies as a way to invest in the potential growth of a company and ideally earn money when the company turns a profit. In turn, the companies rely on investors to buy stocks so that they have funding to build their products, pay their workforce, and advertise, whatever expenses the specific company has. These days, computer algorithms do a lot of work entailing in the pricing, buying, and selling of stocks. Our music fact for today has nothing to do with stocks. That's enough Dow Jones talk for one day. On October 27th in 2006, Amy Winehouse released her second and last final studio album, Back to Black. Though she only released two albums in her short singing career, Amy Winehouse made her mark as a legendary contralto voice with genre-defining original songs. When Back to Black was released, it was a smash hit and found fans all over the world. It's still one of the best-selling albums in UK history. She won five Grammy Awards for her album and was the first British woman to win five Grammys. Though every song in the album is special in its own way, the five singles take up the most collective memory. Rehab, You Know I'm No Good, Back to Black, Tears Dry on Their Own, and Love is a Losing Game. Sadly, Winehouse never released another album. Like several music icons before her, including Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and Jim Morrison, she died at the age of 27. Her cause of death was alcohol poisoning. But just like those other stars who died too young, her music still pervades the culture. Just this year, artist Jamie Collum won an Ivor Novello Award for his song, The Age of Anxiety, in which he quotes texts from Winehouse before she died. They did one of their first tours together and stayed close. Rolling Stone named Back to Black number 33 on its list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. It's the perfect time to rewatch Amy, the heartbreaking documentary about her life and death. And today we have a special guest, Julian Baker, indie rock artist from Memphis, Tennessee, talks about the release of her latest record. Hi, I'm Julian Baker, and on this day, October 27th, in history, in 2017, the year of our Lord, I released my record, Turn Out the Lights. I played a show at Town Hall in New York City, and my crew and label determined that I was so competent at music that they got me a cake with my face on it. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going to be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on an October 27th in my short life. <laughs> I did a couple things on various October 27ths in my life. It looks here like I did a photo shoot two years ago. I played a show in Detroit last year. And five years ago, I solved a quadratic equation. I guess I took a photo of that, thought it was notable enough to put that in there. And oh gosh, six years ago... I drew an entire sleeve with pen on my arm. So, you know, get you a girl who can do all of those things. And that is all for this episode. Farewell for now. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you can come back tomorrow for more facts from yesterday. It's 365 with MXM2. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 360.